Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of the, of the Hawks Talks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson Redman, joined today, once again, making his return to the podcast, Logan Barnes. Logan, how are you doing? What's up? I'm not it's great. Not great. It was not a fun game, but, you know. It, no, I'll... we are. We should preface this by saying we're recording this about 20 minutes after the Hawks' 133-126 to 126 defeat at the hands of the Indiana Pacers. In which it was a bit, it, it was, it was definitely a game. That's Just for sure. Embarrassing. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, that bad. was probably. I made a tweet and I was like, "It's kind of sucks to fall for your like best game of the season, and then immediately the very next night you have your worst game of the season on a purely like effort point. Like the score and everything's fine. Like we didn't get blown out by I, thirty. You know. Um, I get it. Like the team. I'm sure they're all super tired. There is another three games. They look mentally nights. checked out. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like after last night, they're like, yeah, we, we, we've got the top five seed in the bag. And while the the chances are very good that we're avoiding the plans, um, winning tonight would have made it like a 90-something percent chance. And unfortunately, they fell short. So now these last couple games of the season, we're actually going to have to win a few. And, uh, you know, kind of sucks. But all in all, you know, I haven't podcasted in a little bit. I uh, apologize for missing last episode. Just... Stuff going on, you know, had to had to step away for a little bit, just had to kind of do my thing. But um so since <laughs> the funny the last time I podcasted was the was the Doom pod, um, right after Trey Young got injured. And uh frankly, the Hawks have done pretty good since then. So, you know Reverse jinx, you can thank us later. It's the second yeah. time we've done this for the fans. Yeah, I tried to do it today when I, in the second quarter I was like, Jesus, what an embarrassing loss. Yeah, I was trying to reverse jinx, like going for the uh sort of long haul there and unfortunately it didn't work it came close it came close to working but you know um it's hard to be too upset it's sort of like the pistons game when we lost and it was embarrassing but you had also just won a couple games that like you could like afford to lose today and if it makes sense um i know it's a weird way to put it because we're we're playing a team that we should beat they they they're in the news for just like the their bench center that gets like seven minutes a game is beefing with Greg Foster, and it's 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 embarrassing that we lost. But. Yeah, no, that was bad. I was I was honestly ready for the tweet last night that the Pacers had fired their head coach. That wasn't happening. I mean, they apparently they had a team meeting yesterday. They, I mean, today they came out there and not gonna lie, they played great basketball. Like I, I'm gonna shit on the Hawks during this podcast calls in terms of effort, you know, and looking like the guys were mentally locked in and wanted the win. Just wasn't there tonight. I feel like anybody who watched the game can agree with that. But I mean, props to the Pacers. I mean, they they hustled. They they haven't fully checked out the season, which is like when when a coach is losing. The 
the locker room. We've seen it before, and we saw it this year of our very own team. When that starts to happen, guys start to check out, and those losses start to look really bad. It was the complete opposite of the Pacers. I mean, they came out. <coughs> I guess they responded well to that team meeting, so props to them. It's kind of crazy, too, because they're more or less locked into the ninth seed. So it's like it's kind of surprising that they, you know, did weren't completely checked out. But you know, good good for them. They uh, they played well. Um, it sucks. Sucks. It, I mean, truly, just a very annoying game. Um, a lot of guys. I just, would say that's <sighs> the worst part about it is like it sucks that we lost, and it sucks that we lost like after you know following up last night's like super euphoria of a win, and then it's such an annoying loss because during the whole fourth quarter that was like a one possession game for like at least like. Five minutes at different times, and throughout the times the team was just doing dumb stuff. You had a uh, you had that one Lou possession where he uh, chucks up a three. Gallo checks up a uh, chucks up a three. The possession before that, ne- next possession, still down by one possession. Lou comes and he dribbles the foot off. He dribbles the ball at the foot of T.J. McConnell. You know T.J. McConnell gets a dunk, and you know it was like they were getting there. It's just like everybody once we got there, everybody's trying to play team ball to take us over, and it just wasn't working tonight. And that's just kind of something you learn about the NBA, I guess. I mean, I guess it's something that. Um, it's just going to be one of those things that, like, as a team, we'll have to learn. Like, just because we get there doesn't mean we can all just go star player mode. And, uh, you know, again, it was the third game and fourth days. They traveled a bunch. Um, I get it. Like, especially early on, you could just tell they're tired. There's, like, seven turnovers in the first quarter. You just, like, I, I get it. You know, it, I, it, the Hawks are not very good on the second half of back-to-backs. The Hawks... I, like I said this right before we start recording, the Hawks like always fall into every trap game this season. Like the Pistons was a classic trap game; they fell flat in their faces. This game, they made it very close at the end, but just couldn't pull through. Um, don't the, the, I'm not super upset with this loss because we did beat the Blazers and the Suns, so it's hard to be too upset. But it's just annoying because had we won tonight, it's not like guaranteed that we're a top six seed and we're avoiding the plans. But it'd be damn near impossible for us to fall into the plans and now after the today's loss it's like okay well we actually have to go and win like another game or two at least um still if we if we win three of the last four games we're guaranteed um pretty much top five seed if we win two we have a good you know it's we're in a good spot but we could have been in a great spot had we won today and it's just it's a little annoying because this was a game that you know was sort of handed to us on the platter and we just sort of we were just a little too tired to take advantage of it, but luckily we don't play again until Monday, so hopefully we can at least be fully rested for that one. Because you know the season's not over yet. We're not we're not completely out of the woods. We got to win a couple more games. So not even gonna lie to you, uh, Logan. You had some like good takes out the game. Firstly, I wanted to talk to you about this one. Was the ramifications on this loss? You were pointing out that like this probably means uh, against the Rockets, which is our last game of the season. We're probably gonna have to play our guys. Could you elaborate more on that? I was. I actually want to know that. I mean, I'm for sure the fans know, but it's know. it's not set in because so for the past week or so, I've been sort of doing this math in my head. If we get to, uh, I believe it's 40 wins, we're guaranteed to avoid the plans. Um, we're at 37 right now. We would have been at 38 had we won today. Um, so if we win three out of four, we're guaranteed to win the plans. Um, or be, avoid the plans, not win the plans, sorry. Um, that's because of, like, tiebreakers, Celtics games left, and Heat's game left, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, like, had we won tonight, we'd need two wins to guarantee, just completely guarantee, that we avoid the plans. Most likely, you could win one more and be good. Um, and if that's the case, then, like, you could just 
by the last game of the season, you know you're good. You know you're locked into the five seed or the four seed, or I guess worst case scenario, the six seed. And you just sort of rest your guys and, you know, totally preclude the the potential of something bad happening in the last game of the season against the Rockets because this has been a tumultuous season in terms of injuries. So you want to completely avoid any chance of that. Now, without this win, yeah, you're probably, you know, it, the Rockets game will be the last game of the season. So there's still a very good chance that you know exactly where you're standing at that point. But you might have to play your guys. You know, Trey might have to play. That's it. That's it. You know, if you want to avoid the plan games, you got to beat the crap out of that Rockets team anyway. Last game of the season, so I don't know. It's just you know slightly unfortunate. Again, this this loss just hurts because it's like it it wouldn't have been an official clinch, but we would have been three games up essentially on the Heat and the Celtics with four games left. <laughs> it would have been damn near mathematically impossible for us to slide out of um, the non-playing seats. So. You know, just you know, crap happens. It, uh, you know, I I I don't know how many different ways I can say that. It just sucks, but it does. But at the end of the day, the past week or two for the Hawks has been um, essentially best case scenario, considering how many games we had without Trey. Since uh, considering how the schedule was sort of brutal, and then you know we were able to just take care of business against the Blazers and the Suns, and that really got us a good a uh, good cushion for these last five games. Although it is funny, Jackson, we've been saying this for like a month now, right? The last five games of the season, how how easy it is and how you got to win like three of them at least. Well, we lost the first one against the Pacers that were shorthanded and uh, committing mutiny on their coaches. Our next two games are against the Wizards who are like the hottest team in the league. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Well, or, luckily, I will say, they, they did take a loss tonight at the hands oh, of the, the Raptors. the Raptors won? Yeah, the Raptors won and uh, shout out to uh, Frank... Uh wait oh Fred Van Vliet guess what Logan he he's an official winner if he had twenty two points on twenty five shots I, that boy was shooting the Wizards were up late wow that's great um truly it might be good news because the Wizards might be locked into their seed before too long so who knows maybe you know I don't want to talk about oh wait the Wizard did win actually okay <laughs> I, was, I was I was, I was told say, I'm pretty that the sure wrong about that. now again them I, I, them barely beating I, the Raptors still shows that they're not a great team but. They have Russell Westbrook and they have Bradley Beal. Things can happen. Um, but, yeah, those are our next two games. I say you pretty much you have to win one of them just to be comfortable. Just, you know, you don't have to win them both, but win one of them. And then you have the last two games of the season at home. Playoffs should be in, you know, if you win, you're not going to be in the plans. At home, two tanking teams, you should just clean up and, you know, take care of business. But... But nothing guaranteed in this league. People. Nothing is guaranteed in this league. Nothing exactly. is guaranteed in this life either. There's some life advice for everyone. That's real as that's real as hell, man. It is. Um, I guess I guess the one thing I really want to talk about, the main focus of this podcast, aside from us clowning on the Suns a bit later, which we're gonna do, was uh DeAndre Hunter, which is actually gonna be the title of this episode, Logan. You know, usually mean you consult the title. I've already come up with it. So let's go over this together. Last week, yeah. Against the Sixers, it was reported that he would be back by then. You remember that? I, I don't remember the exact reporting of that, honestly. But well, well, he had said. Well, somebody had said that he would probably be ready for the Sixers game. Sixer, first Sixers game comes around, people are like, "No, nah, they're just waiting to play him on the back to back of the Sixers game." Second Sixers game comes around, the back to back, which is what people were like pegging him, like, "Oh, he'll be back for this one." Look, he wasn't there. So. And then we there's been some there's been some quotes Logan that are scaring me. You know Nate McMillan was like he can't put you know he 
Uh, well, he said, oh, we're not going to force anybody to play, is what Schlink said. You know, he said that knee isn't feeling comfortable. We're not going to force anybody to play, especially not our, our second-year player. Look, I'm not saying anything, but is it time that we start getting – not dooming. Is it time that we start worrying about Hunter's knee long-term? Like, I don't know. I've never really seen something like this where a guy is, like, pegged into a game, and then all of a sudden he doesn't play. We get uh, some more news a few days later that apparently it's looking like him and Cam have, like, realistic timetables to return. I, it's just I find it pointless to speculate because of how. It, I mean, to be fair, it is, but I mean, also, you know. I mean, <laughs> we we've seen how the yeah, and we're, we're podcasters, baby. But hey, come on now, we got to speculate on something. I mean, this whole season has been. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to. I was trying to think of a PG way to say it. it's been a very. It's just been like back and forth. You never know what's actually going on. You're just we're just sitting here. At the complete mercy of the training staff and Schlank just lying in every radio interview about what's going on with these guys' health. So I, I just think it's pointless, pointless to speculate. Schlank did say play, go out there and play with confidence in the knee. So I thought okay. Trey would be out like two weeks. He, he missed like four or five games and he's come back. Like I See, thought, you know, that's just the issue with this. You know, speculating on stuff. Like we, I thought Cam would be back in like three weeks originally. No, nah, he's done for the year apparently. Cam like, is Cam was diagnosed with soreness. Yeah, I mean, what type of soreness? Takes three or four months to heal. DeAndre Hunter, I get it. He had an actual procedure. He had an actual meniscus issue. He's still listed out as soreness. It seems like DeAndre My Hunter just isn't My ex-wife was listed out with soreness the other night, and she was back the next week. So I don't, I don't see what the issue is, Cam. It's just very weird. It's, it's very, yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's annoying. I find it pointless to speculate because it's like they're just going to come back randomly someday. They're just going to appear. One one day, there's going to be nothing. There's going to be black smoke, and they're going to be listed on the injury report questionable. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. You know, it's just, you know, it sucks because tonight would have been a perfect night for them because basically we lost to the Pacers because our perimeter is just getting absolutely slashed. Yeah, they couldn't. I don't think anybody on the team tonight, nobody on the team tonight except for, like, maybe Herter and Solomon Hill couldn't defend the perimeter with an AK-47, to be honest. (laughs) And even Herter, and even Herder, who I'm not trying to trash because he legitimately like he's he played well and you know he, he played good defense for his standards. He still got cooked by Carousel. Carousel yeah. essentially won the game for the Pacers. He got like four straight buckets at the end of the fourth quarter. You know, it's just you know it, that you know we'll talk about this later. But that seems like a scenario where maybe Chris Dunn could be used. But it's you know he's kind of weirdly been silent. Um. But yeah, anyway, back to the point. Like, this would have been a great game to have Hunter and Reddish. Like, I'm sorry, Tony Snell. I appreciate that game winner. I appreciate you shooting like 50% Tony Snell three. has fallen off a cliff, everyone. You are yeah, not. Look, look. I hate to this, say it, this Logan. Team is, this team is due deep for Tony Snell to be getting real minutes when healthy. Logan, can I say it? I mean, like. Regression I to the mean. There it is. I, I mean. <laughs> hey, get mad at me if you want to, people. We all know it's true. Maybe, but, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like. He was bound to do this. You know, I appreciate what he did. He's he's been our one of our best perimeter defenders, which says more about the fact we've had zero perimeter defenders for a lot of the season. But you know, it, it's and Solomon Hill. We've had the discussion a bunch of times. Appreciate what he brings. Appreciate the contract value, but he's not a guy that you want playing a lot of minutes if you can help it. Um. 
So, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hunter would just be so nice right now. And I mean, even Cam, like, we joke on Cam, we crack jokes on Cam. I mean, at times, you know, he looks like a deer in the headlights at all times on offense. And, you know, sometimes he's too aggressive on defense. Legitimately, just having him out there would probably stop, him, I mean, TJ McConnell from, uh, you know, just going out there and destroying us. TJ McConnell literally did the, you know, the lace him up copy post I've been sending lately. He, I think he did that. I Like, to our entire team, he just went into our locker room, slapped them all, and said, hey, lace him up. I mean, TJ McConnell was out there playing like, LeB- like Michael Jordan. He was, like, dribbling around the basket, taking pull-up mid-ranges. I'm like, what is going on? And, like, it kind of begs the question, is Chris Dunn, like, in the doghouse with Nate? Or does, like, or are the coaches just like, no, his offense is so bad he's not playing real minutes? That'd be my guess is that it's the offense issue. But and not, I can't like, help but feel like tonight he could have been used. And Yeah, and not like tonight. It's like, bro, can we just please go throw him on Karis LeVert, like, I mean, even throw on TJ McConnell if you're not ready for him to have an assignment as big as Karis LeVert. Just be like, yo, stop letting TJ McConnell dribble around the basket, take pull-up mid-ranges on us. It's getting annoying. Nobody wants to see the guy who looked like he just got out of ROTC boot camp doing this to us. It's ridiculous. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, the thing with Chris Dunn is, like, I think he deserves about five to seven minutes a game during the playoffs. Because in those five to seven minutes, he's going to get, like, three fouls, so you might as well only play him a few minutes anyway. And it's just like, man, it would have been nice tonight. You know, we needed a stop at the end. And, you know, we stuck with our guys out there. Um, I, I don't know. Chris Dunn, it was so funny that there was such a big buildup for his return. And then he comes back and it's like, oh, yeah, he still can't do anything on offense. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so, like we were all so excited. I was over saying, our sixth man until Lou yeah, got here. Oh, and it's just also, like, yeah, Jackson, he- Jackson, last time we podcasted, you said you'd rather watch Skylar Mays. Run the offense. Look, I mean, Kevin I, I will say, I saw Skylar Mays the other night. He hit a three. You, I mean, against the Suns. That was pretty cool. That sequence against the Suns was dope. That's, but that, back to that's, what I was that's the actual reason why I took a week off podcasting, not family reasons. I was just oh. sick of Jackson saying. You know, you know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because I, I told the people to keep you in your thoughts because you were struggling with something. So I really hope that's a joke. It was a joke, but I, I am not going to forgive you for that one. Up. I mean, bad. I still stand by that take. So, I mean, if you're if you want if you're ready to do this again, hey, <laughs> let's should, do it. <laughs> you just yeah, let's move on. If I okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Yeah, don't, Suns game. I said move on. Thank you. Okay, all right, all right. Suns game. Very good. Very good. Actually, I would say uh, the biggest highlight from that game is probably the Akongu performance. Would you say so? And it's funny because you know. He wasn't great tonight against the Pacers, but it was nice to see just a flash of... This was legitimately his first, like, emergence or breakout game he's had in his career, I'd say. I mean, he went on a 6-0 run by himself on offense, and he was doing stuff on defense at the same time. I mean, look, that's why we took it 6 of Kong Need more of that, need less of the uh, of the other stuff you sometimes do. Yeah, it was, he was in the I best. mean, legitimately, like, uh, I think Bob and Dominique and uh, Vince Carter, they were saying on the broadcast, it's kind of like watching, you know, someone, like, grow up in front of your eyes. Like, Okongwu, like, you know, he's hitting post hooks over Frank Kaminsky. I'm over here. I'm cheering. I'm on two feet in my in my bedroom. I'm cheering him on. I'm like, let's go Okongwu. Like, this is great. This is his breakout game. You know, it's coming against the Suns, who have, like, what, the third best record in the league. I mean, we're playing good basketball. Okongwu's playing, you know, the best game of his NBA career so far. You know, very short into his career, obviously. And we have all this going on. And then at the same time, you know, we have guys. We're up by 30 on the Suns. We got, we got third string throwing alley-oops to each other, Logan. It was just great game. A very fun game. Before we get into the Suns game, can I say something? Yeah. Feel about the to. About the Pacers. And so, and I guess on the, on the sort of larger scale. 
Um, before the game today, I tweeted that John Collins needed to put up like 25 points because he was basically going against a nobody. And I won't lie, halfway through the game, I was like, man, my podcast takes on John Collins are going to be spicy. I'm going to I'm gonna just, you know, talk all this stuff about how Nate's system just doesn't benefit John and John's just sort of an outlier in Nate's system. And with Bogdanovich's, you know, performance, it's become clear that, like, John just isn't, you know, even the top three option on offense once Hunter comes back. So it's going to be, you know. Um, and then in today's game in the fourth quarter, he was like one of the only guys that looked like he gave a shit. And it's just one of those things where it's like, John just, he may not always, particularly in Nate's system, which runs just so much less high pick and roll, which is John's bread and butter. And when we do run pick and roll, it's predominantly either Lou and a Kongu or, you know, uh, Capella and Trey, um, it's a little bit less John than he was used, uh, John pick and roll than John was used to under LP. So I was, you know, I had these takes prepared, and then John just actually just he just always hustles. He just always he gets important rebounds. He just never he just doesn't have those games where he doesn't try. Like there are some games where like love him, where Trey just does stupid stuff all game, and it just looks like he's checked out. There are games like today where, like, for a bit, Lou, you know, these guys just look like they, they're checked out. John, legitimately, he doesn't really ever look checked out. So, I came in today expecting to sort of talk about how maybe John would be best off not in Nate's system. But at this point, it's like, man, I, you know, just wanted to give give John Collins some love because he... He played his ass off at least in the fourth quarter. He put up some good stats. He he had we won today against the Pacers, it would have been largely because of John. And um, yeah, man, just just wanted to you know I feel like we don't give John enough love sometimes because you know everything about him is so um, you know it's always contract about his, oriented. Yeah, it's always just oh contract. How does it blah blah blah? And it's like sometimes you just got to give him his flowers, man. You know, I John, appreciate his effort at all times. I will say yeah. like he was not he was not a part of the team who like looked like they didn't want to win tonight. He always just looks like he cares. And, you know, it's just, it's appreciated, you know. There's, like, there are games like tonight where Capella doesn't look great. Capella, you could argue, like, kind of was a big reason why the Hawks lost. Yeah, Capella was terrible tonight. Look, Sabonis actually did the lace him up meme to him, so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that that was bad, dude. um, But John just, you know, he started off a little bit rough, but, yeah. Just just wanted to give him some shout-outs, man. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see where that contract ordeal goes because, Legitimately, he just doesn't see as much usage as he did on, under Lloyd Pierce's tenure. But he I is, think John Collins' role is actually something I want to talk about. If you're if you're cool with that, yeah. I just I just you know I think the it's a bit of a sort of cliche, but I think his off the court presence, his sort of mentality, the way he approaches the game, I think that's ultimately valuable enough to where unless he gets like a four years, hundred and twenty five million dollar offer, I think you just just keep him home, man. That that's sort of the way I'm seeing it. But, yeah, you can talk about John's role a little bit. I mean, I think his role is super interesting because, you know, we go through, go through, go from Lloyd Pierce, you know, ever since Trey has gotten here, I would say our number one offensive thing we did was probably the two-man game with him and with uh, Trey and John. And, you know, Nate takes over. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, unless you're not just checking the stat box, I mean, I think it's pretty significant of a change now to where you can see it. John is not getting the attempts he used to get to from, like, shots and stuff. I mean, he's not getting the plays ran from him. A lot of the time, he's just a decoy on plays. Like, he'll be, like, slipping out for three, or he'll be slipping out for three so Capella can, like, roll to the basket with Trey, or 
I mean, I just think it's very interesting because, you know, we go from John being, I would say, probably say, like, the number two focus for offense. Because it's always been Trey since we drafted him. And to where, like, John is, like, I, would, I don't even know if he's, like, top five now. Like, I'd say, like, guys like um, like Trey, Bogdan, Herter, um, Gallo, Capella. Like, they all get more, like, offensive looks in him. So, um. I just want to know, Logan. Like, is that something, like, you agree? Like, is that something you're, like, agreeing with Nate with, like, on, like, let's lower John's, you know, shot attempts. Let's lower John's role in the offense. Or how are you feeling on it? Because, obviously, going by the record, something's changed. But how much is that is just a team, you know, their mentality changing from playing from, with Lloyd, who they obviously didn't like, to playing with Nate, who they respect? I don't necessarily agree with that. He's, like, fifth. I think I, I don't have the numbers on me to know, like, the amount of To be honest, I, I really didn't have it. I, I would, I would guess he'd there. be... Ah, th- oh, crap. I think Kevin Chunard tweeted about this. He's just above Lou Williams in field goals attempted since um, over the past like month or so. Um, I'm going to try and look up that tweet, so excuse me if you hear typing more than usual right now. But No, you're all good. Yeah, it's 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 definitely weird. Um, I would guess that if we keep him that... John's sort third. Of, John's, that's what I would think. Yeah, I think it'd be Wait, Trey. Wait, this season he started. Is there like a specific time range you want to know? When, uh, when Nate take over? Um, Lloyd got fired March 1st. Alright, I'll just say typing since I'll start right. But, yeah, so, it's just one of those things where I feel like if we keep him, which, again, I think we should, unless there's just an absolute poison pill of a contract. And even then, like, you don't want to lose no, John him for is nothing. Fifth. What? Young, 17.7. Bogdanovich, 16.4. Capella, 11.5. Herter, 11. Gallinari, 10.1. Collins, 9.8. Lou Will, 9.7. Sheesh. Yeah, also, I mean, it's funny because Trey's at you know seventeen point seven. He's played mm-hmm. five less games than uh the next like four. <laughs> Jeez. Well, up until Gallinari. So yeah, I mean John is actually fifth. So hey, look at me. Good guess, everyone. Yeah, that was a good guess. <laughs> We've sort of joked on this before, but if you know if we retain John. I think we really need to try to just teach him how to do something new. <laughs> oh, wait. Apologies. If it's since March 1st, John's third. But if it's from March 31st, it's uh, John's fifth. So, I, I Okay. Know. Okay. I, I still think that's a reasonably fair sample. He's, somewhere, he's, he's not a top two option anymore, basically, is what yeah, I'm trying to sure. I, I which, guess it's the gist. Which, to be fair, since Bogdanovich has become Bogdanovich, like the new, like, the Nate Bogdanovich, since I guess. Since Bogdanovich learned to play like what we paid him $19 million to do. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Respectfully, um, of course. <laughs> it's a you know I. If 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 John could learn to dribble properly, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, I don't Year know. Year four a, of asking John calls the dribble dribble correctly. Well, it, and to be fair, it's not like he's had to do much besides pick and roll. But now, you know, okay, we add Capella, and it's like okay. Listen, John, you're going to get fewer pick-and-roll opportunities. And John's like, you know what? That's cool. I'm going to work on my defense, and I'm going to work on my elbow mid-range game. I'm, I'm going to be a better face-up creator. And he did that, and he got a little bit better with that. And then things with Lloyd go south, and we fire him, and then Nate comes in, and Nate's like, all right, listen, we have a less of a free, free-flowing free offense. We're not running as much high pick-and-roll. We're just – these are our plays. This is how we're going to run our sets. This is, you know and, – and John just sort of has been out in – out in the cold and I think I would think that Nate would sort of work with him in the offseason to build a more defined role because if we pay John you know John realistically he's not getting less than 20 million dollars a year like I, I can't see any universe in which it happens you gotta give him more than 9 field goals attempt per game he's also just too talented he's too efficient of a scorer to give that few shots a game 
So I, I, I wonder if Nate will sort of curate his playbook a little bit to include a few more looks. But, of course, John will have to become a more dynamic offensive player because realistically he only has a handful of things that he can do well. Um, it's going to be weird, man. It, it, it's it's going to be a super interesting situation. Like, It's funny. We're going to have all this hype. You know, knock on wood, we're the four or five seed. You know, super knock on wood, maybe we win a series, take a game off. Um, like the Sixers and Nets in the in the second round or whatever, you know we lose. It's all right. This is never a year we're making the run. And then as soon as that's over, <laughs> it's like okay, now what the hell happens with John? Because that's coming in like two months. As soon as our as soon as our season's over, we probably do like three podcast episodes. One wrapping up our last loss. One wrapping up our season as a whole. One doing like anything else for the, end of the season. Oh, and then we're oh, oh we're you know we're doing that. You know we're, we're doing awards, baby. <laughs> award. I'm so ready for the awards. We have NBA awards. Then we have team awards. It's time for me to get. I, I'm gonna wear a tuxedo to one of our I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get go, on Zoom. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. I'm not giving Jokic my MVP just out of pure petty dislike. Oh, I already got my P. I already got my list. I'm yeah, ready. I'm Paul ready. George. It's Paul George. I'm ready. I know. No, it's actually not Paul George. I actually had a change of thought on who it should be. Is it Embiid? Okay, you know, no. let's not spoil it. Let's no, I don't want to spoil it for the people. I, I want them to wait. Look, if I'm just giving away stuff right now, it kind of kills the vibe. That's like that's like before you go and watch a movie, they just show you the ending outside. Ja- Jackson's going to come on here and say, yeah, my MVP is Luka Doncic this year, and we're going to lose like seven Patreon supporters. No, 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 no. Oh, speaking of Patreon. Um, no, I guess let, let's this... just wait till the end. Let's, let, okay, know, okay, okay. Well. I'm not no, trying no, no, to like lose sure. track of my thought. You feel me? Look, I want to talk about the Suns game now, if that's cool of you. Yeah, sure. We we blew them out. Look, I mean, woo we we had to get the white walk-ins off the bench. Let's make the highlight reel for the playoffs. Here you go, NBA. Here's a video of, of Brandon Gill with throwing an oop to Nathan Knight with 30 seconds remaining. Well, we're up by 40. Devin Booker, wipe that smirk off your face. You're trash, kid. And then, what do you, what then do you the, think an oop ch- is, Jackson? That was not no oop. That wasn't an oop. No, it was like a behind the back sort of bounce pass. I mean, it was a it was a it was a cool pass that led yes, to a monster gone. I am completely semantics. In your Look, I, I, all right, apologies for saying oop. All right, it was a cool <laughs> pass behind the back while we're up by like 30. There's 30 yeah. seconds left. Devin Booker's over there, got a long long face. You know, Chris Paul's probably thinking in his head, that's not basketball. Act like you've been here before to our team. But the cherry on top as well, Logan, Trey Young's first career win against Chris Paul. Mwah. Chef's kiss for the oh, fans out there. I actually didn't know that. That makes sense. That is. Yeah, that does make sense. Stat man get paid. Stat man get paid. Yeah, there it is. What can I, that was a great game. You know, up in, you know, the first half, very close, very competitive. Third quarter, we get to like the midway point. Suns, they kind of hit the break. Hawks, they hit the gas. They put it down. They put it to the floor. They put the pedal to the floor. And they went zooming, Logan. <laughs> I mean, that was that. That was, that was, that was the game, really. Yeah, it was it was an extremely fun game. It was just and then as soon as you get to the fourth quarter, it's time for highlights, baby. Lou Will, you hit some shots. Nathan Knight, here's you a dunk. Congo, it's your time to have your breakout game of the season. Jalen Smith, your ass, get inside the game so we can call you a bust. All right, let's go Hawks, baby. Hawks in five. All right, yeah, that's, it that's was, enough. It was, yeah, that was, that was that was something, but it was a fun game. I mean, I'm it just was, still excited. Yeah, no, it sucks that we had to follow that up with today. Cause yeah, and, and look, last night, if you would have podcasted with me, Logan, you would have probably been very annoyed because I, I probably would have had ultralight beam playing in the background, clapping my hands, you know, celebrating the win. But that, tonight, this is like an ego check. You know, you're, you're yeah. on top of the world one day, and right now, I'm just kind of chilling, you know? Look, I, I, I throughout my fan fandom as a Hawks fan, Atlanta sports fan, really, I've had the highs and the lows. Now I'm just kind of in the middle. I, I'm fine with whatever happens. I'm proud of the boys, you know? Good road trip. Way to good. 
Well, we played in Atlanta yesterday. Good past few games. We beat the Blazers. Damian Lillard's a fraud. Trey Young's like two seasons away from being better than him. Um, came in, beat the Suns, sent Devin Booker home sad. Chris Paul hold this first career loss from Trey. Uh, Colin, get your dunkin. Nathan Knight, get your dunkin. It's so it was a win so good that Brandon Goodwin was posting memes on Twitter. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, people. That's like when you go to an Italian restaurant and you don't say stop whatever they're putting the Parmesan cheese on your food. So then you're just sitting there with a mountain full of Parmesan cheese. Um, <laughs> Rest in note, peace, Dota. My note <laughs> does not approve. That's a that's that's an Olive Garden type Italian restaurant. I mean, where do you think I get my Italian food from? Come on now. That's Give me fair. that SpaghettiOs in the can. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to leave this podcast. This, All right, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a starting an Italian friend. cuisine podcast on my own. I've had enough of this. You and Mario Batoli? No, this basketball ask. shit no, is for the birds. <laughs> We're food pod. We're food food pod podcast is what? I don't look like a basketball player. I look like a food eater. <laughs> what am I doing? Exactly. Um, yeah, it was a fun game. Yeah, I'm trying to... Honestly, there's been so many games since I last podcasted. But, um, yeah, that that was... That was that was this probably the sweetest victory of the year. Um, just, you know... Because I told myself before the Blazers and the Suns' little uh, last two, I guess, quote unquote, really difficult games of the season before we got to the quote easy final five games. <laughs> um, funny how it works out. I was like, listen, if we just beat one of the games against the Blazers and the Suns and win at least three of the final five, we're good. And we beat both of the the hard Western teams. Um, completely uh, dropped the ball against the Pacers, but I'm still confident we can beat the the Wizards once. Beat the beat the Rockets and the Magic and go in there. Hopefully the five or four seed. I would I would prefer to play the Knicks personally, but we'll have to see how it goes. Um, yeah, man, it, it's been a fun couple weeks. It's it's all gone shockingly well, all things considered, since the Trey Young injury. And you know, yeah, that was du- truly time. Ta- that was the time for the for the Frank Ocean. Put it on, just kind of sit there. It's all downhill from here. Pink white vibes. And now, ever since then, you know, we've just been blaring ASAP Mob in the whip. You know, we've been went to, played against Phoenix, slapped them, got them out the way. Just, just it's all it's been good. It was good up until this Pacer game, and then you know, TJ McConnell decides he wants to look like 1997 Michael Jordan. So this just goes to show you in life, people, enjoy. Cause look, you here's the thing, Logan. We didn't know we were having fun. We didn't know we were making memories. We were just having fun. I have no idea. You have gone off the rails, I think. <laughs> I am on drugs. I have the Bill Walton of this podcast. Jesus. Yeah, no. You're you're off the rails. I'm I'm trying to like hold this together and I just I just don't have it I don't have the power. I, I will say, um, one thing that was on a serious basketball note, one thing that was like very interesting, I think um I think that kinda showed that I'm not too that, I, that first quarter against the Suns kind of showed why I'm not scared. That's why I'm more scared of the Bucks in the playoff than the Nets. Cause I think we showed that we can keep up with some of the best offenses in the league. But when it comes to guarding guys like Giannis, with all due respect, Giannis is just so dominant on the inside, you know. And Capella's so slow for him, you know. Our really only hope against Giannis is like if you're throwing double teams at him with like Cam, who's probably not even gonna play again this year, respectfully, and like Hunter, who's. I mean, look, they're kind of in the same place right now. With them, it's just a big TBD next to them. So you're looking at, like, Tony Snell on Giannis. Like, I mean, that's just not going to (laughs) work. It's just not. So I think that kind of just goes to say, when we're facing teams who, you know, primarily rely on jump shots, like the Nets are, you know, KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, they all kind of do that, you know, Landry Shaman as well. 
Look, I think we can we can keep up to them enough to where at least we can have a respectable series. That's why I would much rather play the Nets than play the Bucks. Because if we play the Bucks, like we're probably going home in four. And it has everything to do with the fact that we have nobody who can stop Giannis, and we especially have nobody who can stop Giannis with Cam and DeAndre being out. But I, I just want to say that. I, I think it just showed that like there's levels to this offensive shit in the NBA. I, I'm saying it. And like the Hawks are like at the top of it. Like If you think the Nets and Suns are there, you have to start mentioning the Hawks. You have to put some respect on us, for real. I just I don't know I um I think we could have a, a whole entire episode like right before the playoffs about maybe matchups we'd like or whatever you know who I, knows well I will say I only mentioned that because uh, I I actually caught some heat from someone a few weeks ago about uh, how I was uh, saying I'd rather face the uh, Nets and the Bucks so I just wanted to you know get that out there I don't know if I really agree but you know it's it's valid I also don't think. You know, knock on wood, I guess, because I'd prefer to be a four or five seed. But I, you know, I don't think we're going to face either of them, at least not in the first. Oh, round. I was thinking towards the second round. Hey, hey, man! In the second second round, that's just free money for me. I was never expecting to win a playoff series this year. <laughs> we win one. Look, Hawks make the playoffs. I'm happy. Hawks win one game of the playoff. Twenty years. I'm telling my grandkids we won the series. There you go. Yeah, you know, of course. By now, we've seen the potential. This team can win a playoff series. So. It'd be a little disappointing if, like, <laughs> we lost to the Knicks. But, um, yeah, I, I, if we avoid the plans, I'm going to be a happy camper pretty much no matter what. I'll be content for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think that'd be a good episode we just do in the future about uh, playoff matchups we don't want. Just sort of like a 30-minute little podcast, kind of quick, just, you know. Um, I guess, spoiler alert, I, I would want to play the Knicks the most, partially just because I do not like them. At all. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to play the Knicks? I said I do want to play the Knicks. Oh, yeah. That's the most competitive series in the entire playoffs, I'm convinced. Unless, like, the Lakers and Clippers play. I like, think in terms we, of just, like, toxicity. I think, I think we would wash them. Oh, you're, I don't know. Okay, I think both good. teams kind of underrate each other's teams. Like, I think Knicks fans underrate the Hawks, and then I definitely think the Hawks fans underrate the Knicks. And, you know, you have the, the Knicks fans, you know, talking about the Euro we swept. you got the Tims on. And then you got the Hawks fans saying, look, look at those games. Like, Trae Young goes out with an ankle injury, you know. You know, one of those games, Lloyd Pierce happened, respectfully. Um, so, it's just one of those things where I think both fan bases are kind of, they're just bashing the wrong people. I think they're just I, underestimating each team. I just, I don't. The playoffs have become so much about matchups, and Julius Randle wins his matchup against us. But besides that, is is Reggie Bullock going to carry the offensive load for them? Is RJ Barrett like who can do anything on that team in a playoff series when everything is so focused, so matchup dependent? So, like, who's going to do anything against like any team besides Julius Randle? Like, I just I I find it hard. To see, like Derrick Rose, maybe, but I'm like 35 year old Derrick Rose. Like, I'm not, you know, I maybe this maybe this becomes a really funny soundbite when they completely bully us in the in the playoffs. But I don't know. I just wouldn't be I wouldn't be too concerned. I'm sorry. I'm taking I'm taking bogey in them every single time, man. They the Knicks Look, got lucky three times. They know it. Shout the bogey, it. dude. He's like I I don't know, bro. He's really trying to play like he's worth 25 mil. I think. We could have a podcast solely where we just, like, bask in being right about Bogdanovich, like, straight up. I mean, we could, but, I mean, look, sometimes in life it's not about taking the victory laps. I don't know. I kind of want to, dog. Because, I, I, you know, we we were just right. We stuck, to our, we stuck to our guns, man. We did. Bogdanovich looked, frankly, pretty bad. 
for his first what ten games as a Hawk, and then it was just we were right in the end, man. It just you know feels good, feels good. Also, shout out to Travis Schlenk, man. I I still don't love how he just let us be injured for three months and never signed nobody, but you know I, I I'm always gonna appreciate the Bogdanovich signing. So you know, oh. God. There's something I think maybe we save this for the next episode, but there's something I want to talk about with the uh, sort of schlank and sort of off season coming up. But I think I think for right now we should focus just on you know this is this is the final uh, final stretch of the season. I can't believe we only have four games left, Jackson. We yeah, only have dude, four. this was actually kind of funny. The other day I messaged you about I texted you <laughs> about something had to do with episodes, and I was I was like. You're like, I was like, yeah, we have like what, like a month left before this playoffs start. You said, uh, we have five games. I was like, huh? Jackson was like, dude, I hate how like, <laughs> I think he specifically said the Discord. I remember he was like, I hate how they like watch other teams' games like mice. And I'm like, Jackson, there's six games left until the playoffs. They're supposed to. They're they're watching the Celtics who are half a game behind us and the Heat who are half a game behind us. That's why they, <laughs> I was like, Jackson's Jackson's a very uh. I completely podcast, lost I track of the season, to be honest. Like yeah, I, I did not know. I thought we had like a month left. Like I thought this stuff was ending in June, and then they're like, "No, like this is." We this literally is, like, have this is four over games like, left now, weeks. which is crazy. We have, wow, four games. There, I can't believe sixty-eight games have gone by. It, it's actually crazy. crazy. It's been uh, I, I, a lock sound, in, boys. This is gonna sound bad, but I'm kind of looking forward to the off season. You feel me? Does that make any Damn, sense? You're already giving up on the team. In the no, I'm not giving up. Started. I'm not. It's just it's no, stressful, I, I know what man. you're saying. It's no, stressful. Stress. It's a lot more stressful when you're gutting for the playoffs every night and Dude. like every every minute matters something compared to last year. Where, I mean, the past two years like, where we're just kind of like twiddling our thumbs. Like, let's say we we make it into the second round and we lose in five. I'm gonna have a huge sigh of relief when that fifth game ends, just because I'm gonna be like, oh. It's over. Good, it's, good, see, it's good, like, season, good like season, boys. Now, now, now I don't have to be stressed anymore. Now I can just look forward to making content in the off season. Um, of course, I'll be sad, you know. But when God, this season it's, over, it's so I'm going to be legitimately sad because this season brought me a lot of joy, and it all started when a certain person was fired. <laughs> oh my God! Respectfully, yeah. of course. I don't think that was respectful. It wasn't that one. You had fun before Lloyd got fired. Come on, we started four and one. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the, the beginning Nets of the years game. with Lloyd were always good. It's like it's like the first hour of a road trip together. Everyone's having fun. You're eating some gas station snacks, and then you get to the thick of it, and it is awful. You and go I to the gas station else, at the beginning of a road trip. I mean, you got a pregame, dog. Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> pregame for the road pre-game. trip. I mean, you got to look. You got a pregame. Mom, for the pull road over, trip. hit hit that racetrack. I'm getting a four loco and some Doritos. No, you don't pregame by drinking alcohol. You pregame by like getting like. What do people like on a car trip? I guess you eat like trail mix and water. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, what? Oh, you. I, <laughs> I was going to ask, just, just I was so ask you, know, you what I, you got on a road trip, and I was like, wait, you had a broken childhood. You didn't go on a road trip. Jesus Christ, Logan! <laughs> oh. I don't know if that's. A, I don't even know if I'm gonna, I think we might have to edit that out. Like, I went on several road trips as a boy, and I can tell you there was no trail mix for water. It was some of those unhealthy stuff in the world. My oh, liver no. probably looked to be a disgust as I drank those drinks. For me, for the junk food, I mean, we did have a trail mix and water. Um, but when we stopped at the gas, gas station, <laughs> ooh, we'd get some little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie. Oh ooh. yeah, oh yeah, Terry. <laughs> yep, yep. 
that was that was the favorite. That was the best stuff, man. But uh, <laughs> you can always tell when it's time we start to wrap up the podcast when we just start talking about anything that isn't basketball. <laughs> Broken childhood. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus. Gee, you know my family listens to this, right? You're gonna you just offended like six different people, dog. Jennifer, dad li- <laughs> your dad listens to this. Yeah, my dad listens to Hog Talk. He's gonna he's gonna feel well, bad. Well, he's the reason me. why the childhood was. <laughs> Listen, Jen- Jennifer, I'm sorry. You know you know, I got love for you, Jennifer. Darian, I got love for you, too. I don't know if he's listening. Doug, I didn't know you were listening. Patron. Happy to hear it, you know. Um, maybe one day I'll meet you, Doug. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, no, it's funny. I don't care. I mean, there was road trips, though. Road trips to the beach? Come on, get the trail mix. Get the water. Get the cheese puffs. That's probably enough yeah. about road trip snacks. Yeah. I mean, Do we have anything else we need to talk about? Um, I, I think we should just outline the last four games of the season a little bit. Okay, last four games of the season. Who do we, I mean, we have two against the Wizards, don't we? The next two are against the Wizards, and it's at home against the Magic and at home against the Rockets, and then the season oh, is does. done. Four games, four wins. I'm calling it, calling my shot again. Four wins. I will say three wins guaranteed. How many uh, wins, Logan? You, you've been kind of on top of this. How many wins do we need to avoid the playoffs in your mind? What's like the least we can do to make it? Because obviously we have four and we're avoiding it. But like, what's the worst we can do with and still avoid the play-ins? Um. Well, like, I mean, just flat out, you want to avoid the play-ins, you got to beat the two shitty teams. You got to beat Orlando and Houston. Like, just straight so up. So two and two is the worst, right? theoretically. So let's just say, bottom line, <laughs> we win two games, right? Because if you want to avoid the play-ins, you have to win those games at home. Like, playoffs are on the line. You want to avoid the play-ins. You just like. You have to win those, right? Maybe the Wizards take care of business and just slap us around, right? If we win those two games, we're in an extremely good spot to avoid the plans. We're not guaranteed, but, like, you're talking the Celtics have to go... Let me let me think. Okay, Celtics would have to go... I think they'd have to go, like, 5-1 and one down the stretch, and they have two games against the Heat, and I think a game against the Bulls. The Celtics' schedule is pretty easy, but the Heat... Would also have to go five and one, I believe, and they have those two games against the Celtics. They have a game against the Sixers, the Bucks. <laughs> um, it'd be it'd be possible that we uh, fall into the plans, but it'd be pretty damn miraculous, frankly. Um, and if we win three games, we're guaranteed to avoid the plans. So yeah, that's uh that that's the quick maths. Is that sufficient? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. Look, I don't keep up with it like you do, but you always be having like the quick facts. You know, you be on the stat muse and stuff. Let me, I let me double it. check this all. Let me double check this. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. So the Heat have to go. Uh, if we only win two more, the Heat have to win five out of six, and they have a tough, tough schedule. So, um, and the Knicks also have a super tough schedule. So who knows? They could, for all we know, they could f- absolutely free fall and maybe us avoid. That's the not happening. With MVP Julius <laughs> Randle. You never know. Julius Randle. Uh, man. I will say the last game of the season for the Celtics is pretty big. It's Celtics-Knicks. Um, that could have serious ramifications. Or it could mean nothing. You never really know. But, yeah. Um, let's just all root for the Bulls tomorrow, you know. Zach Levine's back. He's he's hooping. They're playing for nothing because they're not making the playoffs or the plans. So, shout out to Zach Levine and Nick Vucevic, man. Completely garbage franchise. <laughs> That team is sad. But, yeah, are we ready to wrap this up? 
Yes, I am ready. Um, one thing we need to talk about. We missed a Patreon, so uh, apologies to Michael Green. We apologize, dude. I uh, I sincerely mean that. Um, we appreciate you signing up for Patreon. If anybody would else would like to join, and you will be shouted out correctly and on time, uh, patreon.com slash hawkstalks. That's all I want. That's all I want to say. So apologies to you, Always. Michael. We appreciate you. Got to shout you. out the uh, the supporters, man. We wouldn't do it without you. I mean, what shit? Look, look, the numbers on this podcast are great. Like, I was I was talking to Logan about this. Sometimes I'm in awe. Like, we're kind of getting to the point where like I'm I'm scared that somebody might walk up to me in real life and be like, "Yo, are you Jackson from Hawks Talks?" and slap me on the ass. What is that? A I don't feel bad about the broken childhood th- statement. Okay, anymore. I mean, look, hey, hey, if you see me out in Atlanta, go ahead. And- you know, you don't live in Atlanta, fool. <laughs> Give me a cock meat sandwich. What? <laughs> you, you're, you, uh, no, but so thank, anyway, thank you, Michael. The, we appreciate you. Been, Love uh, you, dog. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Michael. As always, we we, we appreciate the Twitter interaction as well. So he keeps us a check, dog. One time he told me to stop doobing someone. I was like, you know what? This guy's got a point, yo. <laughs> I what? He uh, he he. <laughs> after the last Doom pod, I I I don't know how I embarrassingly used the word gloom. As if it yeah. was the opposite of doom, <laughs> and then he was like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> gloom is is a synonym for doom." And I was like, "Damn." Well, I will say the Wojak version hey, of that he was is right. a bloomer. Yeah, I, I, the word I was thinking of was bloom, but I did use the word gloom, and I used the word gloom like four times. So no shame so, in that, people. So he caught me slipping, you know, about six times. So okay, appreciated so as always. Yeah, it, it was not okay. I was, I was. I felt like I had to throw away my college degree. It was it was embarrassing, but it needed to be done. So appreciate appreciate every fan that keeps us in check. We we appreciate. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age nineteen and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn one thousand to thirteen hundred dollars per week, and more than ten thousand dollars in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. With the powerful combination of Michelin X1 tires and the Michelin Energy Guard aerodynamic solution on your truck, you can save 17 gallons every 1,000 miles. Go to business.michelinman.com slash fuel saver for details. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. You having to stay on each other on our asses because we don't do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but this has been a uh, this has been episode forty one, man. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most: our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. 
Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Uh, let's, uh... Actually, you know, you, you always got the special intro, Jackson. You, you Thank you for listening that. to episode 41 of the... How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Hawks Hawks Podcast. As always, we'll be back for episode 42 sometime later this week. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of... Hey, happy Friday, everyone. Have a great, great start to your weekend, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Love you. God. I often find out the hard way that all IPAs are not created equal. Some are hot bombs that forget about flavor. Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all-day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, All Day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste All Day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer and now hard seltzers too at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Discover the new 3-Step Pro Partial Range, specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial, available at Walmart.
Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Introducing Force Factor Fundamentals. Exclusively at the Vitamin Shop, these men's health essentials have clinically studied ingredients like biopurine for enhanced absorption. Yohimbine, pine bark, and L-arginine can help you strengthen blood flow and heighten passion with doses that may bring you the results you crave. Now you can save 20% on Force Factor, including the fundamentals at the Vitamin Shop. Get these men's health game changers in your life at any of the Vitamin Shop store or vitaminshop.com. Grandparents. At Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.